Paul at one of the, uh, well, Australia's finest poets. I think we can put him in that yes, category absolutely, now, no doubt absolutely. about it, um, is on the line at the moment and joining us because he's also going to be the Sunshine Coast Turf Club uh, MC at the Calcutta tomorrow. Not sure Banjo Patterson ever did that. He might have written some poetry, but Rupert's got him covered there. How are you, Rupert? Uh, g'day, dog. Good morning, Paul. I'm, I'm really well, thanks. Banjo actually was a, a man of racing. He, he was yeah. a jockey um, okay. and rode over the rode over the uh, hurdles or the steeples at, in Sydney uh, before he, he badly broke his arm, uh, and that was the end of his riding career as a jockey. But he was a war correspondent in the Boer War and was on the back of a horse after that for that particular gig. So, uh, yeah, I, I throw a little bit of trivia in there. <laughs> no, that's more than trivia. That's good history. And uh, if I'm not uh, incorrect, Banjo Patterson, uh, he might have been the inspiration for you starting in the uh, poetry side of things, Rupert. Yeah, yeah, you are 100% spot on, dog. And that was uh, in grade five when when my, my, my teacher, Mr Grant, at Our Lady of Lourdes Primary School at Woody Point, yeah. uh, threw the textbooks out. On, on the classroom desks and had us open up at a page where I read the words on the outer bar coup where the churches are few and the men of religion are scanty on a road never crossed set by folk who are lost one Michael McGee had a shanty and that was uh, the spark that was lit yeah in 1980 by Banjo Patterson as Artie Beetson led the Queenslanders out of a tunnel at Lang Park <laughs> uh, just up the road it was a it was a beautiful collision of uh, forces for me and it, it changed my life. Rupert, we, we know you love Queensland. We know, as you said, growing up there on the peninsula, uh, you love that as well. The sunny coast is not too far away from you as well, so you must be loving this weekend ahead of us. Oh, very much looking forward to it, Paul. I'm so excited. They're not predicting too much sunshine, unfortunately, for the Sunshine Coast, yeah. but uh, we'll we'll get through it. We'll survive, and uh, I'm emceeing the big Calcutta lunch tomorrow uh, on the eve of... Uh, the Landsborough Hotel Calandra Cup Day, and yeah, I'm sure there'll be another another chapter in racing history written. Um, I'm, I'm speaking with our special guest tomorrow is Michelle Payne, of course, the first female jockey to, to win the Melbourne Cup. And on Saturday, uh, as you guys mentioned earlier, it's uh, the running of the not only the Calandra Cup but uh, the the race that started it all for the mighty Winks, uh, the Winks Guineas. You know, it's interesting, Rupert, thinking about Michelle Payne, uh, a pretty underrated figure, I think, in uh, Australian sport. When you think about it, uh, I remember watching that Melbourne Cup and uh, I reckon Bruce McAvaney and Gerard Whateley were the first two who straight away picked it up and just said, this is a seminal moment in Australian sport mm. as Michelle Payne uh, uh, rode the winner. What was it, the Pirates of Penzance or whatever it may have been? But the number of female jockeys now <laughs> that you see riding, I mean, it's it's getting, it's getting close to 50-50. Um, it'll be an interesting yarn you have with her tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, well, that, 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 I think if anyone backed the horse, it was the Pirates, but the, the, whole, pr- the Prince of Pendants. Uh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Getting your musicals crossed. Yeah. It was it was such a such an epic moment in in Australian sport. You, you're so right, and they have made a, mo- a movie about it. So I suppose you know she did get some some mm. uh, s- some due spotlight uh, for having having done that, but. Like there's a lot of angles to the story, but the one that I love the most is that, uh, you know, she was she was one of ten siblings, and and uh, at an early age, you know, mum, they lost their mum uh, in a car accident. So the father, Paddy Payne, raised ten kids on his own, and Michelle was one of one of those. And I think she felt that, you know, the the, the force 
the, the gust of wind from, from her mum above as, uh, as Prince of Penzance hit the front. This is just a, a wonderful story, and I, I look forward to having a chat with Michelle tomorrow. Mm. Been a big week uh, for Queenslanders, Rupert, we said overnight. Uh, Mitch Swepson looking fantastic in Sri Lanka, and, and Usman Khawaja mm. in amongst the test runs. We did start off the week Sunday night over in the West. Not a good night for the Queensland State of Origin team. No, yeah, great Schweppo last night that, that he got a few wickets and he was on a hat-trick with two ripping deliveries uh, and Uzi hopefully goes on and gets 50 and maybe 100 on, on a really difficult pitch. But uh, Origin 2, disappointing, depressing, actually. But but we just have to rule a line through it, I'd, I'd reckon. Uh, you know, there's so many times, seen it time and time again, you know, where the Blues put on a big performance and get a little bit carried away and they think that's going to carry into the next match. But the decider at Suncorp Stadium, the Cauldron, it will be an entirely different beast altogether. And uh, I have this uh, deep-seated faith that uh, Queensland are going to uh, turn the tables and and come home a winner. Do you see much in the way of uh, changes in the uh, Queensland team, Rupert, or do you think we've uh, sort of uh, got our team and we're going to stick with it? Oh, I don't see too many changes, Doug. No, I don't, I don't think Billy's going to hit the panic button. Um, Reuben Cotter will come back in if, if he's fit because he's just a he's a workhorse, that, that kid. Uh, but um, outside of that, I think we'll stick with a, you know, a, a similar squad of Queenslanders and they will get the job done. Rupert, you, your poem, Blood and Bone, Maroon. Have you ever read that to the team? Oh, it, it's, it's a little bit... Uh, um, cyclical I suppose because the first ode that I wrote uh, in a sporting sense or one of the first uh, you know back in the early 90s was an art when I was a skinny article clerk in a law firm in Brisbane was was a, a poem titled Queenslander which which I you know beware the wounded Queenslander which I, I wrote and and faxed to the uh, QRL and and it ended up in rugby league week and Anyway, I mean, that was the, st- the start of something. And then almost 30 years later, I'm commissioned by the QRL to, to pay tribute to this Queensland campaign, both the men's and the women's. Spoke to Billy Slater, spoke to Tony Norris, and, and I wrote something which I hope was like a, a personal a personal ode to the players as I, as I looked them in the eye and recited it at the, uh, the big launch. Tell you what, Rupert, yeah, you did, of course, start in the law. Did you ever write a poem about property law or the title's office or something? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, mate, you you know the story. (laughs) There wasn't a lot of love and uh, inspiration in the family law division of the Petrie Magistrate's Court. (laughs) That's why I got out. (laughs) Okay. Maybe one for a later date. Just as a matter of interest, how many poems would you uh, reckon you'd write in a year? I mean, how many would be commissioned and how many would you just sort of uh, dust off for a later uh, day? Well, it, it, the number is growing. Uh, I, I don't count them. I suppose it's like, a, you know, a, a batsman um, trying, to, them. trying to get to the end of the day or, or a score 100, you know, you, you just put your head down and keep going. But over the years, thousands, yeah. I would say. In a year, I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure, mate, but uh, there's, there's lots of... Uh, Scraps of paper and and uh, serviettes and all kinds of things, <laughs> beer coasters, you know, with with scribbled poems on them, as well as the big ones that I write, yeah, for mm. the uh, commission projects. Rupert, uh, um, I love reading your poetry, but what I like more is actually when when you read your poetry. It sounds so much better than reading it yourself. Now you've got an audio book available now with you reading all your poems. 
Yes, Paul, that, that's a good point. I mean, it, it, it probably adds another dimension with the performance, with the recital. And, you know, I try to, I try to connect with the heartbeat of, of the audience and the inspiration of, of what I'm writing about. So, yeah, to uh, take the format from, you know, the good old standard anthology of poetry, which sits well on the coffee table or on the, on the toilet room floor, um, you know, to, to make it into an audio book, I think was a wise idea, no brainer actually, and I couldn't afford Hugh Jackman to do it, so I thought I'd do it myself. <laughs> I remember, remember, you'd know Hugh London. He said people asked him to do an, an audio book of his stuff, and he said, nah, "I am the worst. I've got the worst voice in the world." He said it would actually be a turnoff, but I find your stuff just fantastic, especially when you're reading it, because I think you're reading it probably how you wrote it, and none of us sort of ever had that opportunity to read it the way you would that's what i like about it well you you try to take take the listener on a ride a roller coaster ride in some respects um hugh lunn great queenslander by the way who was instrumental in the in the um you know the evolution of state of origin uh back in the day with senator ron mccauliffe but that but that's another story yeah i, I think so mate i mean i i love it at, at its best when i'm standing up on stage looking into the eye of, of a crowd and you know with blood and bone maroon i just remember cameron Mun cameron munster leaning on his chair and and looking looking straight at me you know as i recited it that that gives you a great buzz as a as a poet as a performer and uh, it's very satisfying now as we said you're, you're the master of ceremonies tomorrow for the tab calcutta there at the sunshine coast turf club we've got the landsborough hotel caloundra cup we have also got a uh, in action mm. on saturday the the tab glass house and also the other black type race is the winx guineas we said earlier this is where it all started for winx there at the sunshine coast that huge run of success mm. now, you've got a tribute for winx i do yeah um Cyclone Winks, um, which I wrote somewhere along the way. Ironic that the the start she lost, or the, the race she lost before the the Guineas there was uh, was the AJC Oaks in Sydney, and she was beaten by a horse called Gust of Wind uh, at, at long odds. And uh, the other story I like to tell very quickly is uh, David Gately, who's a very respected tipster, in his column in the Sunday paper the next morning, he has a little novelty where he has nominates Wonder Back and Wonder Sack and after the AGC Oaks his Wonder Sack was Winks so <laughs> she never lost again <laughs> and well his done, colleagues Gator. remind him remind him uh, regularly yeah that, uh, that 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 was that was probably a bad call uh yes I, I, I wrote Cyclone Winks I've, I've performed it at Mooney Valley in the committee room the day she won a third Cox Plate and then defeated Kingston Town's record with a fourth and also at Randwick on the day she she uh, raced her last victory, I recited this to to connections at the after match party. So I'm not going to do the whole thing. I'm just like to finish off with uh, you know the final stanzas of Cyclone Winks, and this is a true story. In the race going crush, there's a buzz, there's a rush. The grandstand is full as the accolades gush, but just before boom in that pre-race vacuum, the world seems to pause. And the crowd seems to hush. Oh, they jump and they dash in their glorious splash of kaleidoscope colours that long for the cash. I search through the field till the blue is revealed. Then I wait for the dream of her poetic flash. That button is pressed. This remarkable quest. The masses united. The best of the best. 
as a shiver unwinds down a nation of spines, you just have to believe we're incredibly blessed. And I'm lost in the thrill. It's a time to be still. A man shouldn't cry, but I probably will. An honourable tear for today I was here. And a racetrack does rise when emotions do spill. Her velocity brinks, her magnificence links. She's gone with the wind. Then reality sinks. Out of all of the gales that have ever filled sails, there is one at the top, and it's called Cyclone Winks. So here's to the mare and her quality rare. The speed in her legs and the wind in our hair. Here's to Waller and Hugh and the bombshell in blue and the breathtaking turf on which champions dare. For the epic mystique of her blistering streak. For the joy in our heart. For her stunning physique. With the next round of drinks and in honour of Winks, raise your glass to the class of a true equine freak. I think it'll be worth just going to the Calcutta tomorrow, Andrew. Mm. Just to hear Rupert recite that. Rupert, you are a legend, mate. We love having you on the show. Enjoy tomorrow. I'm sure you will. Uh, thanks very much, and we'll catch up again soon. I really enjoy the conversation, boys. Uh, have a good weekend, and best of luck to all punters. Thanks, Rupert. Rupert McCall there.